It's time to get it. It's time to get it. Football season is here, here. Okay? Now, I will be attending the annual, which is the broken annual by now. But, hey, man, we got we to gotta get it when we can get it. Okay? We fell off a couple of years. We got, I think we got about two or three years of not having all the fellas in Vegas for college football open a weekend. But we got one coming up. And I know officially college football started last Saturday. I know because USC played. Shout out to all my USC fans. Uh, y'all squad is looking very, very good. Early on, I was like, uh, but I think they covered. I didn't, I didn't check the spread, but I didn't hear none of the homies complaining in the group chat. So the over, the over must have hit. And the point spread must have hit as well. So shout out to them. I think Caleb threw for like four touchdowns. Uh, they routed them niggas too. I think it ended up being like, I I think they ended up putting up like 50 some points. Uh, it was like 50 something to like 20 something, something like that or whatever. They, they pretty much shut their ass down in the second half. Uh, interesting squad they got. They got a freshman over there from uh, Bishop Gorman. He went crazy on his debut. You got to you gotta give it up to the youngster. But this is nothing new. I'm going to get to this list in a minute. And I got to hurry up because I got a draft. I got a draft in about an hour, an hour from now. So I got to make sure I get on I get on that. Um, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and start getting my... Uh, I got to get my papers and shit ready. I got to get my notes ready, man. But look, I want to get to this list based off of what I've seen USC do for so many years. They stay with electrifying players. They do. They At one point, I want to say the early 2000s squads, you know, when Reginald Bush was there, yo, they had some solid, some very, very, very solid defensive players. The one thing that SC always struggled with, at least when I started to watch college football a lot, they always struggled with getting quarterbacks into the league. They were all, most of their quarterbacks. I'm not going to say all of them, but most of them, it's the LA flair. And I can honestly tell you, UCLA don't get that same. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like, because USC football for a long period of time, I don't know if a lot of people from outside of the States understand this or know this, but that was our professional football team for a very long time. When the Raiders went to Oakland and the Rams went off to St. Louis, yo, we had no squads. The Chargers were still in San Diego at the time and they can all go back. <laughs> you can go the 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 Chargers can go back next week before the season start and and LA will be fine. LA will be fine. Just bring my Raiders back. Vegas don't deserve them. Anyhow, USC especially when they had Matt Leinart, Reggie motherfucking Bush, okay? Um Lindell White uh, they had uh, the receiver over there, Jared. Uh, who else did they have on that goddamn squad? They had, they had, they had niggas on that squad, and they competed against some great teams. You already know they had beat that Auburn team. They beat that Oklahoma team. They lost to the Longhorns against Vince Young. 
You know what I mean? So they had some, they have some, and because most, I ain't gonna even lie to you, most of their key games was in the championship. You know what I mean? I was always upset with it with the SEC. And yeah, I know Goldie, I know you still listening. He ride because he LSU. He LSU. But boy, when I tell you that SEC was ducking. SC around that time, boy, you couldn't find a goddamn, uh, you could not find a goddamn uh, uh, important, pivotal SEC team on that goddamn schedule. Oh, hell no, nah, you couldn't. Them Florida Gators would know where to find them niggas. Them Bama niggas, nowhere to find them. I don't think Bama was the Bama uh, of today than uh, back then, but they 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 still had a name. LSU couldn't find them niggas. None of them, none of them top heavy ass SEC teams wanted any type of smoke with USC. And as a Bruin fan, yes, are they my rivals? Absolutely. They still from the city though. I'm still going. I'm I'm not I'm not siding. Now I ain't gonna even lie to you. I chuckled and I laughed when Texas beat them niggas, and because everybody knew to play. Everybody knew Vince Young was going to get out of that pocket. And it still happened. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not going to even lie to you. As a rival school, as a rival program, it doesn't hit the same. I have a lot of respect for USC. A whole lot of respect. But I love going to their games in person and picking on their fan base. Because the two games that I went to where they lost, I just happened to end up being there. I just have it in all, and I'm the only one. Well, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only crazy UCLA slash Laker fan. You know what I mean? I go to a Clipper game with a Laker jersey on. I go to the USC games with a uh, Bruin jersey on all the goddamn time. I, I, I want to start trouble. I left last year. I went to the Chargers versus Seahawks game in October. And I dropped, that was the day, Sunday, I remember going, uh, getting ready to go to work because I was going to work. And I had my hood, my custom Baylorism hoodie on. I mean, I didn't have it on, but I had it over my shoulder. And it was a purple, it was a purple hoodie with the yellow vinyl, uh, brick vinyl. And it was the Raiders logo in yellow. So you see what I did there. I put two of my favorite teams together by putting the Raiders logo in yellow on a purple hoodie and that motherfucker fell on the ground and i remember um they you know um you know my 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 people's picked it up and i was and i got to work and i'm like yo where the fuck is my goddamn hoodie at and i could not find it for anything but you know it probably was a good thing that i didn't wear it wasn't nobody gonna do nothing to me they don't it's we always see these fights and things now. Now going to Candlestick, going to 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 the Bay Area, it probably can get a little bit crazy. But I remember going to San Diego the lat when San Diego when the Chargers were still in San Diego. It was more Raider fans at the San Diego game than it was Chargers. So, and they got a very loyal fan base. But man, you know, uh, Branch, the, the young cat from Bishop Gorman, the freshman for USC, they say he's very electrifying, and I've seen that before. Because there's a list. There is a list of the most electrifying NCAA players of all time. Now, when I get to this list, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't agree with a lot of them, but I understand why they're on here. 
Why? Because all of these players that they have on here is electrifying. You know what I mean? But I feel like they're forgetting a few players. I can just tell you right now, I'm about to go through this list and know that Peter Warwick is not on there from Florida State. And he was probably one of the most one of the most electrifying receivers I've ever seen play the game. Okay? Punt return, kickoff return, line him up, put that nigga in the slot. Yo, that nigga was a video game too. I know they say Devin Hester was at one point. And um, I can't remember the, uh, the receiver, Dante Hall. Dante Hall from Kansas City. They called him the human joystick. You know what I mean? So, yes, I get it. I understand. But these were cats that they were wrecking havoc at their position at what they did best. Punt return and kickoff return. Devin Hester and, and Dante Hall, they got to go in the Hall of Fame based off of what they did from that standpoint. Now, as a pure DB, nah. As a pure receiver, nah. Although I have seen a lot of screen passes to Dante Hall, and there's one screen pass where he made those defenders look, it, it was almost Barry Sanders-like. And um, I'm going to go through this list, though, because they didn't mention Ricky Williams. I watched Ricky Williams at Texas. That nigga was a monster, okay? You understand what I'm saying? He, was, he wasn't like your typical running back outside the field, but who cares? That nigga was a monster as a running back. Got to the league, you know, for the most part. I mean, in the beginning, he was all right, but obviously when you get to the league, it's just a different monster. 12 Cal knows this, you know. You go from Pop Warner all the way to the pros. It's different levels of speed and power and the uh, the um, – what did it, the IQ, you know, is 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 crazy. No Crabtree, like when he played for the for Texas Tech. I mean, he was he was another receiver. Now, was he as electrifying as um, Peter Warwick? No, but he was a solid. He was to me. He was a he was a possession receiver who did have some speed on him, who had a bit of wheels on him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I viewed him different from everybody else, but I didn't view him as a speedy receiver. I just I just viewed him as a, a possession because he had him, and he played for the Raiders for a little bit. Yeah, Crabtree was nice, bro. He was nice, but he's not on this list. Let's go through this list. 12 Cal, let me know if I'm tripping. Big Mike, let me know if I'm tripping. Well, it's not me because I didn't make this list, but J.O., hear this list out. I'm starting at 10. Number 10, Ted Ginn Jr., Ohio State. He was a monster. He probably is only, what, 160 pounds? But, boy, that nigga caught that rock, and he was out of there. But it wasn't nothing special outside of his speed and hands. And you might say, well, Baylor, duh, that's what a receiver is. It's to catch the ball, gain yardage, get some of that yak. Right? And I get that, but... a lot you get a you can get a lot of receivers that has no name. I mean, he earned his name. His dad was a killer in the league, but it wasn't nothing special about Ted again outside of the receivers that I could put above him, especially Peter Ward, who did not make this list. So if y'all want to sit up there and argue between Peter Ward and Ted Ginn Jr., please, we can have a whole episode about that. Number nine from LSU. Woo, LSU has some niggas. To me, to have Tyron Matthew 
over Leonard Fournette, Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Justin Jefferson, man, that says a lot. That says, do I agree? Here's the thing. You have to give 12 Cal. Hear me when I say this. You have to give some of these defensive players some type of credit, dog. The only reason why, and well, I'll get to that in a minute, but the only reason why Charles Woodson won that Heisman, it wasn't solely on his defense. He played offense too. And you already know, when it comes to that Heisman, it caters towards the quarterback, number one, and then it's split between the running back and the receiver. Okay? When the last time you seen a tight end win? When the last time you seen an offensive tackle or an offensive guard win? You know, you, when was the last time or the first time you, you heard of a fullback winning? You see what I'm saying? So they cater towards the more skilled position players, and it's the popular skilled position players. No kickers, no punters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, it technically, is a punter on defense or is he on offense? That's a question. Because he's punting on a fourth, but he's punting to keep the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're backing their offense up. So it's like, you know, it's one of those questions. We, we, we can talk about that later. But they got Tyron Matthew at number nine. I'm not rolling with that one. So that's two off top that I'm not rolling with. Number eight, the guy I just finished talking about, Devin Hester. And he came from what? Miami? And I hear what I'm saying. I seen the damage that he did at Miami. Do you know? <sighs> I don't think y'all understand to say to say Devin Hester um, is the all one of the all time greats, right? Top ten with that. Do you know how many players you have to skip over to get to Devin Hester? In Miami, Ed Reed, Willis McGahee, Ray Lewis, Andre Johnson, Santana Moss, Michael Irvin, Antron Rowe, Edron James, even the weirdo and Kellen Winslow II, Jonathan Vill Dog, they had Clinton Portis, Jeremy Shockey, okay? Do you under Ken Dorsey was no chump, but he had a whole team around him though. Do you understand how difficult it is to agree? I mean, I mean, to agree that Devin Hester should be at the top ten. <laughs> That's three off top that I'm not accepting, and I'm not. You know what? I'm not replay. I'm gonna leave it up to Jo. I'm going to leave it up to 12, guys, 12 Cal. Those are my football guys. Big Mike, if you want to jump in this, I know you're a boxing cat, but I know you know your football, and I know you know your basketball too. I identify you mostly with uh, boxing, but hey, we well-rounded over here. When this open run with BTG, when I open up that gym, you better come in here with more than just whatever your particular strength is. You know what I mean? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Big Mike from OTR, he a, he a Ravens fan. So y'all need to holler at him about that. 
Yeah, Big Mike, I'm putting your business out there. You're a Ravens fan. Okay, 12 Cal. That's Giants. I don't I do know how that happened. I do know the history. But you know, eh, J.O., unfortunately, we're both Raider fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, 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 hey. Jarv is a Jar yo, Jarv and 12 Cal. Y'all need to be acquainted with each other, man, because y'all both Giants fans. You know what I mean? Y'all got to deal with Danny Dimes. Y'all got to deal with that. Anyhow, I'm not sure if I'm agreeing with that, man. I'm not sure if I if if, if I'm agreeing with that. I can't I can't agree with that. I cannot agree with that. And not at not 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 at eight. So number ten, Ted Ginn. Number nine, Tyron Matthew. Number eight, Devin Hester. I don't agree with those top three at all. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. Now here's one. Here's the thing. Lamar Jackson has broken Michael Vick records in the NFL. They often say with well within the past couple of years, they've been saying that he is he has been a much better player in the league than Michael Vick. That's cat. Yes, he did get an MVP. Absolutely. Lamar Jackson against that Ravens defense, knock it off, bro. Knock it off. And I like Lamar Jackson. Don't get me wrong. And he plays for the Ravens. But that Ravens team, before he way before he got there, they was built on defense. Only Mike Vick can get jiggy on them niggas like that. Mike Vick and Tom Brady got a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Not much, bro. Not much. Even Peyton Manning. Not much. So, no, I can't. I can't. No, 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 no. Lamar Jackson, I agree, should be on the list. And I'm glad he's that low. He might get bumped down to, like, number 10. If I really had to input the cats that really need to be in there, Lamar Jackson might be at 10 instead of number 7. Louisville. But he was something else, though. And he got criticized way too early. And, and, and most of the players do. He's nothing, you know, he's not the, he, he, he wasn't, you know, he hasn't been treated any different than a lot of these other quarterbacks, especially a lot of black quarterbacks. Right. A lot of white quarterbacks have been and within the past has been get, getting criticized. But, you know, the Johnny Manziel's of the world, you know what I mean? And, 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 and there's other there's other white quarterbacks that got criticized before uh, Ma Baker Mayfield coming into the league and they still getting criticized. So now it's, it's not as often that they get criticized as the black quarterbacks. But, you know, it is what it is. They got a lot to do to catch up to even and out. But it's not like they just singled out and 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 was picking on Lamar or anything like that. They was trying to find some negative shit for Malika Andrews to talk about. But at the end of the day, don't even worry about it, dog. It is because what they said was damn near almost true. He's not that accurate. He's accurate for a quarterback, yeah, because that's the position he played. But at the end of the day, nah, 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 nah. He ain't. He's not that accurate. He's not accurate like like the top five quarterbacks within the past five years. You know what I mean? Um, but he also has an ability that a lot of other quarterbacks don't have. This nigga runs as fast as your DBs and linebackers on any given Sunday, and they might not even be able to catch him. You know what I'm saying? But if you play with him on Madden, no matter which which Madden you play with him on, uh, you can't take too many sacks. He will drop that rock. Let's get to the next one. Charles Woodson. I mentioned him earlier. Remember, he was the one of the first. If he wasn't, I think it was another. I think it was another defensive player. And I'm losing it right now. But I know 12 Cal got the answer. Um, but yes, 
Um, Charles Woodson won the Heisman. He did. He did. But he also won it as a DB slash receiver. Um, him at number five, he in the middle of the pack. So you can't really argue with that. If you wanted to push him down lower, I need to hear those players. But right now I got three slots open. I got eight, nine, and ten open. And when I when and when you fill those players, when you fill those uh, slots up, then you can do the, all the rearranging you want to do. But Charles Woodson at five, yeah, that's something different. And I'm glad he was a Raider. I'm also glad that he got his ring as a Green Bay Packer, though, too. Number four, we talked about him earlier, Vince Young. Vince Young was that nigga was special. I can't even cap on that one. Can't, can't. But at the same time, he had a solid. He had a solid college football team. He did. Um, I was a huge Eric Crouch fan. So, and to me, he was like John Stockton to to Magic. So to me, it was Eric Crouch, and I had him before Mike Vick, but then when Mike Vick came along, it was definitely Mike Vick, right? Which we would definitely get to. Um, but Vince Young, Vince, Vince Young, was that nigga was something else. He was different. Now, I remember at the time, I think he was on the same team with Colt McCoy, and I think when, when he was a freshman, I think that's when the coach at the time – they was running two, a two-quarterback system where one would play one quarter or a couple of snaps. It was something like that. I can't really remember because it was so long ago, but I remember they was playing Colt McCoy. Then they played uh, Vince Young, and it was just – I had that was my first time ever seeing some shit like that in college football. You know what I mean? Um, number three, Adrian Peterson. I remember when UCLA beat Oklahoma that one year, and that's when Adrian, Adrian Peterson uh, cracked his collarbone. Scoring a touchdown, by the way. But I remember that year. I, it had to be like 2004, 2005 or something like that. Adrian Peterson was a... That was... Adrian Peterson, it was said that he was probably the only running back of all time that could have went straight from high school to the league. And that's saying something big. Me, I, I believe it's it's a couple of other players, if you really think about it. But... Physically, I, I, they, they say mentally, who knows? You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of players who is physically built to play the game, but not mentally ready to, you know, handle that type of, uh, responsibility as being a captain or a main player, feature player, whatever the case may be. But let me just tell you, um, that nigga was, that nigga was a goddamn, I'm talking about his arm, his arm toss, stiff arm, speed, shiftiness, Jesus Christ, that nigga Adrian Peters, AP was a fucking problem. So at three, I'm not mad at it, but he can be moved. Number two, we're coming down to the last two. We just recently finished talking about him. Michael Vick. As my cousin would say, Mike Porno Flick Vick. What? Yeah, I mean, hey, if you want to know the story behind that nickname, just go watch his highlights because he was fucking over everybody. Yes, and it didn't with everything that he did in college, he did in the pros. Where the damn linemen, linebackers, and DBs were just as fast as he. And everybody remember the infamous run that he had against the Vikings, where two niggas ran into each other. He was something special, dog. And that too, what was that, 2007 or 2008 Madden, when he was on the cover? That was Peerless Price. 
Algae Crumpler, Fennerin, you know what I'm saying? Warwick Dunn. That was a fucking squad right there. Are you kidding me? That was a that was a hella and now they had niggas on defense too. I can't think of the names right now, but they had niggas on defense too. They had hella linebackers on defense. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I agree with that. Mike Vick at number two. I'm I'm okay with Mike V and number two, and nobody better ever argue number one. Number one is not up for argument. I love Barry Sanders. Okay, you might want to if you want to go further back to Gail Sayers, who they say is in like the same boat. But this, and whoever you consider having the tree, if you got to pay your respect, your homage to the OGs, Gail Sayers might be the tree. And then you got the branch of Barry Sanders. And then off that branch comes the leaf of Reggie Bush. And that is a fact. Reggie Bush is the most electrifying college football player I have ever seen in my life. And nobody has come close to that. Nobody. I've seen flashes of it. And when I say flashes of it from players before and after him, that's exactly this nigga was ahead of his time. I seen this nigga stop on a dime on the sideline and go across to the other side of the field. That nigga is shifty at, and his the nigga third gear is ridiculous. That nigga on the sideline, I promise you, I've never seen Reggie Bush get hawked. If he got hawked, that means he was slowing down. This nigga third gear was phenomenal. And he will make you one person trying to your chances of tackling him in the in the outfield, in the open field, count your days, bro. They ain't even gonna make fun of you. They not even gonna be mad or make fun of you in the film session. Cause they know what it is. They know what it is. Reggie Bush was that guy. We will never, we will never see another Reggie Bush. Well, it's, it's almost, it's, it's almost like, and of course, this is a different sport. I'm pretty sure if he, it, yo, they said Reggie Bush could have played defense. He could have played DB. That would have took away because he could punt return, kickoff return. He could do everything on offense. He could even block. He even pushed his quarterback in against Notre Dame one year, which was a very important win for them. And again, as a Bruin fan, I can smile and laugh when they lose, but I also respect them. Them niggas built a culture of football that was impeccable, unmatched as a college team in a state where it was multiple teams, professional teams. Yes, we didn't have no football in LA for a very long time. SC filled that void. They did. I can't deny it. As a Bruin fan, I cannot deny that them niggas held down the city. They were rock stars. They were professional athletes without having a professional contract. And shout out to Reggie Bush for suing the NCAA. I heard that goddamn Heisman supposed to be on the way back. His jersey is going back up in, in, in at USC where it's supposed to be fucking be. They never was supposed to take that away from him because after that doc came out with about Johnny Manziel and that nigga spilled the tea on a lot of shit. Oh, you got to get that shit back. You have to give that shit back to Reggie. And when you give it back to Reggie, man, you better be crawling to that nigga giving it back. As so sad with they look when them niggas got hit. I don't think they got hit as hard as what was the program? Did Miami get hit hard with the, uh, 
with the uh, suspensions or whatever. I don't think nobody got hit as hard as Miami, but USC got hit hard too. And I thought that was that was uncalled for. That was fucked up. I think North Carolina is, is North Carolina somewhere in there too. North Carolina football. Anyhow, that was fucked up what they did to USC over what over the whole Reggie Bush thing. Man, niggas, when niggas found out that that, that nigga Johnny Manziel was out there gambling, signing shit, and a nigga didn't come from oil money. And he was dodging, uh, he was dodging piss tests and all kind of shit like what? And the nigga want to hide? Oh, get that shit back to Reggie, bro. Give that shit back to. We have billboards out here off the ten freeway, off uh, the ninety and shit like that, saying the the give Reggie Bush his fucking Heisman back, and they are correct. They're correct. My UCLA team, we open up against Coastal Carolina or some shit like that. If we don't, if we don't drop sixty on them, it's gonna be a long season. I know it's the first game. I know it's excitement. I know it's a new quarterback. You know what I'm saying? We don't have uh our our our, our young leg who is doing well with the Browns, by the way. We won't have DTR anymore, and DTR would probably DTR would be my Heisman favorite if he had one more year. That nigga was that dude, but he just it just, it took him a while. I think. I think he needed another year for college football, just for college, not for the pros. But we'll see, though. We'll see. He's gonna be he's gonna be a solid backup for the Browns for a minute. But we, you never know. You never know. That nigga just finished putting up some monster numbers in this last preseason game or some shit like that. It is preseason, and again, I know the starters. A lot of the starters are not playing, but to throw for almost what five hundred something yards? That's a fucking. That's that's crazy. Um. Yeah, so shout out to USC for winning that first matchup that first week. You know what I'm saying? I know sometimes it's usually a hard one in a, in a program like San Jose State. Yeah, they're not really recognized for football, but they one of those schools that you look over and the niggas will give you a dogfight real quick. And they did in the first half. That shit blew wide open in the second half, though. College football is back. I told y'all, it, in about thir- I got 30 more minutes until my draft start. I appreciate y'all. 12 Cal. I got about four. I got about three or four spots. J.O., about three or four spots on this roster. I mean, on this top 10 list. And y'all might even have a totally different list for me. But I know majority of those names need to stay on there. But some of those names need to come off. Y'all let me know if I'm tripping, if that's a valid list. And if y'all don't agree with the list, the replacement names that I had, let me know what y'all got. Open run with BTG. Hey, college football opening weekend starts now.